Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 75. Stare off into spacer, Compita, Remindo, and the root bridges of Shara Punji. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And oh my gosh, that name is a mouthful. It is a mouthful to say stare off into spacer, Compita, and Remindo. So this is the first set of Goop triplets. And I have to thank Dylan. Dylan has been very persistent in his requesting this story. And here was what he wrote me, part of what he wrote me. They are triplets. Stare off into spacer has a pair of binoculars to stare. Compita has a gold medal. And Remindo has a notepad to remind people of things and his brother Nico made up Remindo. So thank you, Dylan and Nico. I hope you're gonna love this story. I have to say it is definitely a challenge to not only do twin goops, but now to do triplets and think of how to work them all in and and create the dynamic of their relationship. So um, thank you for giving me that challenge. They were really fun to do. Big mouthfuls in this story with big, big words, starting with Sharapunji, which is where the story takes place. And Sharapunji is in northeastern India, and it's this area. So there's going to be pictures on the website on the triplets page. There, It's this area where it's very lush and green. It's supposed to be one of the wettest places on earth. Because of that, there's lots of rivers and streams and things grow quickly and easily. So there's these roots, these amazing, long, ancient roots that come from the ground and look like ropes. And so the tribes over the past hundreds of years that live in that area have trained these roots to grow in certain directions so that they can create bridges. So there's these root bridges all over that area. And it's just like these living, breathing roots that create these bridges that go over high rivers. And it's just so fascinating to me the way that nature can work like that. So that is the inspiration for this story. Let's see, I am going to give a read an iTunes review like I always do. And I also wanna give a shout out to a couple of you, probably more than a couple, and that have written in, or I shouldn't say written in, I should say a couple of you that have left voicemail messages. So there's a new feature on the website, on the side of gooptails.com, where you can leave me a voicemail message. And I'm catching up on getting back to all of you who have, but Miron, Aminata, Orla, Emilia, Oliver, Simon, Mela, and Marley, Charlie, and Stella, Thank you so much for writing or sending a voice message. It's so fun to see these come in every day and to to listen to your sweet voices. You all have the best sweet voices. I wish I could put them in a goop tail. So let's see, what else? Thank you for that. Oh yeah, the, the review. So there's been some great, great reviews coming in. Let me just pick one. I know some of you really like your reviews to be read. Okay. Here's one. It says, I have an idea for a new goop tale. Hello, I'm Anakul. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
and I have a new idea for a new story. This new goop is called Regretta. She always does a mistake and regrets it. Can you please put this review in the next scoop tale? Well, there you go, Anacle. Yes, I've definitely had some regretta moments. I get it. Let me see if I can put one more. There's a lot here. Da, 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 da. Oh, here's a good one. This one, she wants twins. Hi, my name is Kiara. My family loves this podcast. My idea for Goop is a set of twins called Plusum and Minusum. Hmm. They are called that because they love math. So I think that they go to a school and they have a nasty encounter with the teacher. Keep up the good work. Please make a story with Plusum and Minusum. Hmm. They love math, huh? Okay, I need to think about that. It's rare that I find a little Goop that loves math so much. But I like it. I like it. I think that is what I have for you. Please leave me a review or a message and subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to get your free coloring book. You just go to gooptales.com. And remember, Gooptales is a place where we help our listeners get off the screen so they can explore the power of their imagination and the magic of the world around them. And I really want you to take that to heart. I'm going to have a little request of you at the end of this podcast. Listen up at the very end. But for now, let's go on a trip to the root bridges of Shara Punji. And I will see you on the other side. Compita, stare off into spacer, and remindo were quite the trio. When they were in sync, everything would flow. They could work together and help out any friend. They were always working towards a common end. But oh, if you tried to compete, you would be called a cheat. Or if you ever forgot anything, Remindo would get you a string. And if it was focus you lacked, Stare off into spacer would love you for that. Chapter one. Once upon a time, there were three goop triplets named Compita, Stare off into spacer, and Remindo. The triplets were the best of friends and did just about everything together. The other goops all knew that if they really wanted a good laugh, <laughs> all they did was have to invite the triplets on an adventure. They always came as a trio full of surprises. Compita was so competitive that she turned everything into a contest, even if it were something as simple as eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich she would turn it into a game of who could eat the sandwich the fastest. And inevitably, she would win because no one else wanted to gobble down a delicious sandwich so quickly. Every once in a while, Goblet did give her a run for her money, though. He could gobble down faster than anyone. Compita carried around a little gold medal that she self-awarded herself multiple times per day. Everyone, attention! 
I finished my sandwich first, she would say, and then she would place the medal around her neck and take a bow. The rest of the goops just laughed. <laughs> Remindo carried around a notebook and took notes on everything. Gablia said she had magical powers. And Dirty Gus said he knew the way to the bottom of a hidden mud hole yesterday. And Hachu said she hates Halloween candy. I have notes on all of this. And I would like to see the magical powers and the mud hole. And I think I'm going to have to remind Hachu that she should give me her candy on Halloween since she hates it so much. He would then try to hold the other goops accountable for everything they said and remind them over and over of what they said and did. The rest of the goops found this very annoying and often ignored him, especially Ignora, since she was an expert. Stare off into Spacer was in his own little world. He moved around with his sister and brother, but he always seemed to be someplace else. He would pull out his binoculars and stare up into the sky and daydream. Stare off into Spacer. Do I need to remind you that it is dinner time? Remindo would say almost every night. Oh, oh. Oh, really? Oh, I guess I just wasn't even thinking about anything. Stare off into Spacer would reply. Thanks for the reminder. Compita would always laugh whenever this happened. The triplets enjoyed getting together with I can't decide a because they all laughed so hard wherever they went. <laughs> One day after a giant storm, the triplets and I can't decide a, made plans to meet at a very muddy sinkhole. They knew it would be full of water and they wanted to crawl up to the edge of it and peer in. Come on, everyone, hurry up and follow me. I'm gonna get to the sinkhole first, called out Compita as she raced ahead. Remindo laughed. <laughs> Let her be first. She always has to win. Eventually, Remindo, stare off into Spacer, and I can't decide a, made their way to the edge of the sinkhole. They all stood above it and stared down. The sinkhole was deep and dark and filled up with water to the very edge. Remindo whipped out his notebook and wrote down the date and notes about how large the sinkhole had gotten. Compita placed her gold medal around her neck and proclaimed, I arrived first. The other three just rolled their eyes. Stare off into Spacer, pulled out his binoculars and stared deep into the sinkhole and said, Wow, cool. And continued staring. I can't decide. Took one look at the sinkhole and said, not sure if I want to be here. This looks weird. I can't decide. We made it all the way here. We should do something. Maybe have a contest? Exclaimed Compita. Come on, it'll be fun. Uh, maybe, said I can't decide. Okay, let's see 
who can jump over the hole the fastest. Remindo, you keep track of time, said Campita. Okay, no problem. I can do that, replied Remindo. I'm not sure if I want to do this, said I can't decide. Well, you can go last then, and I will go first, said Campita, as she turned to Remindo. Ready? I'm ready. I will time you, he said. Then he pulled out his notebook and said, One, two, three, go. And Campita ran to the edge of the sinkhole and leapt. She soared across the hole and landed right on the edge of the other side. I did it, she proclaimed. Wow, that was impressive, said Remindo. I will go next. He got a running head start and went flying right to the edge of the other side, where his foot slipped a little, but he regained his balance by hanging on to Campita, who immediately declared, I did it better. My foot didn't slip. All right, right, stare off into spacer. It's your your turn, turn, called out Campita and Remindo together. Okay, here I come, he said as he got a running head start and then jumped across the sinkhole. Halfway across, he spaced out and looked up at the sky. When he landed, he was clutching the ankles of his sister and brother as he dangled into the deep water of the sinkhole. They both reached down at the same time to pull him up, and all three of the triplets fell deep into the sinkhole. I can't decide I watched from the edge. I don't think I want to do this, she said. Chapter Two. The triplets found themselves entangled with each other and immersed in water. Compita broke away from her brothers and started to swim for a nearby riverbank. Once at the bank, she stood up and raised her arms in victory. I'm the first one to shore, she called triumphantly. Stare off into spacer, just looked at Remindo and rolled his eyes. Then the two of them swam to shore. What is this place? Asked Staroff into Spacer as he gazed slowly around. His siblings were silent because they too were looking at their surroundings in awe. The triplets had landed in a lush, green, mountainous area covered with swift rivers and streams and mystical-looking bridges. Remindo walked over to one of the bridges and touched it. It was made of long entwined roots that twisted and turned in order to create the bridge. The moment he touched it, one of the roots receded, and Remindo quickly drew back his hand. I think it's alive, he whispered. Whoa, alive? said Staroff into Spacer. A bridge can't be alive, reprimanded Campita. The triplets watched as a long twisted root reached out from the bridge and flicked across the ground, gently encircling itself around Campita's ankle. Then it slid back across the ground 
and reached up to the bridge and braided itself into the rest of the roots that made the bridge. After he came out of his trance, Remindo pulled out his little notepad and made some notes. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look up those roots and these bridges when we get back home, he said. Well, first we have to figure out where we are, said Compita as she looked around at all of the root bridges. A shimmering blue damselfly flew in front of the triplets and landed on a blade of grass. She seemed to be looking at them. The triplets stared back at her in silence until Compita couldn't stand it anymore. What is this, a staring contest? She blurted out. Why, no, I've just never seen anyone who looks like you three, replied the damselfly. Well, I don't think we've ever been here before, said Staroff and Dispacer. First, we need to know where we are to determine if we haven't been here before. But from the looks of things, I would agree with you, said Remindo. Oh, you you don't know where you are, said the damselfly. No, no we, don't. we don't. We don't, answered the triplets in unison. Well, my name is Tavleen, and you are in Shara Punji in northeastern India. Okay. I am quite sure we have never even heard of this place, said Remindo as he made another notation in his notebook. Well, Sherapunji is very well known because of the root bridges, said Tavleen. Tavleen went on to explain that Sherapunji was one of the wettest places on earth and the roots could grow very easily. It was a place with swift flowing rivers and mountain streams, a place that needed many bridges to navigate. Sherapunji was a place where bridges weren't built, but rather they were grown. Grown from Indian rubber trees that had been trained to grow in certain directions. Ancient tribes had directed the roots and created root bridges throughout the region. Steroff and Dispacer slowly turned his head and pulled out his binoculars, taking in the bridges made of roots that surrounded him. Each one had an energy that was palpable. He felt as if he was being watched. Tavleen saw his reaction and said, The roots and the bridges are alive and still growing. Be warned. What? yelped Compita as she moved further away from the root bridge she was standing near. Yes, these roots are alive. Make no mistake. They can lead you where you want to go, or they can lead you where you should never set foot, said Tavleen in an ominous voice. Did you hear that? said Remindo as he looked at his siblings. Compita furiously nodded and stare off into Spacer, used his binoculars and stared up at the sky above him. What do you mean by alive? asked Compita. These bridges are made of living, growing roots that have been here for centuries. They are alive. 
said Tavleen as her voice trailed off. I feel like there is something you aren't saying, demanded Kampita. Reminder whipped out his notebook as he looked at Tavleen. Well, I don't want to scare you, but there have been some who have disappeared in the root bridges, never to be seen again. But you need them. You need them to move across the rivers and the streams. You must always respect them, said Tavleen. Always respect Mother Nature, agreed Remindo, as he made another note in his notepad. Okay, well, I will cross the root bridges faster than anyone, so I'm not worried. Just watch, said Kampita, as she pulled out her gold medal and stood at the foot of the nearest root bridge that crossed a fast-moving river. Remindo, time me, she yelped. Then Kampita began to race across the ridge with the river raging below. Before she had even gone 10 steps, her foot caught in one of the roots and Kampita fell from the bridge. She was dangling high above the river held by one single root that was twisted around her arm like a rope. It was slowly slipping away. Chapter three. Steroff into Spacer broke out of his trance and shifted all his attention to his sister, who was held in mid-air above a rolling river that could easily swallow her. Remindo put away his notebook and stared at Tavleen. What do we do? You show respect to Mother Nature and the root bridges and follow me, said Tavleen as she headed towards the root bridge holding Kampita. Cross her carefully and with respect and go out to where your sister is and let's see if you can pull her up, said Tavleen. Steroff and Despacer and Remindo calmly approached the root bridge and just as Remindo was about to take his first step, Steroff and Despacer held him back and said, Wait. Then he gave a tiny bow to the bridge and said, Thank you. Thank you for helping us to cross safely. He nodded to Remindo, and they gingerly made their way to the middle of the root bridge and reached down for the root holding Kampita. Steroff into Spacer peered over the edge of the bridge and saw his sister dangling below with a root twisted around her arm. The root was ever so slowly unwinding itself. Kampita stared up at her brothers and they saw terror in her eyes. She didn't move for fear the root would quickly unleash her. She didn't say a word. Steroff and Despacer had never been so focused. There was nothing he wanted more than to save his sister. Both he and Remindo knew that Kampita often pushed it too far with her competitiveness, but they had never seen her life in danger. Let's slowly pull her up together, said Remindo, 
Then he looked down at Kampita. Just be calm. Don't worry. We will get you up here, he said. Remindo and Sterolf into Spacer each took hold of the root and slowly began to pull it upwards. Tavleen hovered in the air above them, watching every move. Kampita began to ascend closer to the bridge, but with every pull on the root, it released a little more on Kampita's wrist. The root was twisted three times around her arm and her wrist, and after several more pulls, it was only twisted two times. I'm slipping. With each pull, I'm slipping, said Kampita softly. Remindo and Sterolf into Spacer stopped pulling. They were at a loss whether they should keep pulling her up or not. They looked over at Tavleen, who was still buzzing around. Tavleen just shook her head in despair. She didn't know how to advise them. Sterolf into Spacer pulled out his binoculars and looked down at the root wrapped around his sister. He could see it unwinding. I'm going to climb down the root and get her, said Sterolf into Spacer. When she heard him say this, a tiny tear rolled from Kampita's eye. She was always so competitive with her brothers that she never stopped to really connect with them. And now they were willing to risk their lives for her. Sterolf into Spacer put his binoculars back around his neck and then he shook his head, hoping it would help him to stay focused. Here I go. You stay here and hold tight to this root, he said to Remindo, who nodded. Then he carefully made his way onto the long root and began to slide down it inch by inch. Remindo watched from above. The root continued to slide off Kampita's arm until all that was left was a tiny circle around her wrist. I'm here. Just reach up for my hand, said Sterolf into Spacer as he reached out for Kampita. Just as the last bit of the root unleashed her, she reached up and grabbed her brother's hand. She was now hanging above the river, holding on to Sterolf into Spacer, who was holding on to the root with his other hand. Remindo tried to pull them both up, but it was just too much for him. He couldn't get them to budge. Sterolf into Spacer was holding Kampita with one hand and the root with the other, and there was no way he could climb up the root. He needed two hands for that. The root began to move and sway back and forth. It was alive. Stop it, Remindo! called out Kampita. It's not me. I'm not doing anything. It's the root. I can't stop it, called back Remindo. The root swayed harder and harder, like a wild bucking bronco. It was going to rid itself of the triplets. Remindo lost his grip and fell on the bridge, landing on his bum. Sterolf into Spacer felt the root slide from his hand, and he and Kampita plummeted into the river below, holding on to each other. Tavleen watched it all in despair.
Chapter 4 Hang on, called out Steroff and Dispacer as he and Kampita plunged into the river. Remindo watched from above in a frozen trance until Tavleen said, Come, follow me, and she buzzed away. Remindo started to walk towards Tavleen and off the root bridge when a long snake-like root unwound itself from the bridge and slid over to Remindo's ankles. Remindo watched in dread as the root wound tightly around his ankle. It pulled him to the edge of the bridge and then it dangled him above the river just as his siblings had dangled. Staring at the river below, Remindo was helpless. There was nowhere to go, nothing to do. Then he felt himself swinging. The root grasped him tightly and began to swing back and forth, back and forth, until it picked up speed. And soon, Remindo found himself flying above the river. On the 10th swing, the root deposited Remindo on a distant root bridge and gently released him. Tavleen followed him from above and watched it all. Look, she said to Remindo as she moved toward the edge of the root bridge. The swinging root was winding in and around several of the other roots and unleashing them until they dropped into the water below. What is happening? asked Remindo. I don't know, but I can find out, said Tavleen as she buzzed away. A minute later, she returned. The other two, they are coming down the river, your brother and sister. They will pass beneath you very soon. I think this route means to help you. You must have done something right. Remindo smiled and gave a small bow to the long snake-like route as it swung back to its bridge. Then he looked at the roots stretching to the river below. I'm going down, he said to Tavleen, and he climbed aboard a thick root shaped like a rope and made his way down just above the water. Here, I'm here, he called out as he looked upriver and saw Kampita and Steroff into Spacer coming right for him. Grab my hand. Then Remindo reached out his tiny hand and waited for his brother and sister to pass by. Let me, I have the strongest grip, yelped Kampita. Steroff into Spacer didn't argue with her. It wasn't the time. Kampita stretched out her hand and grasped onto Remindo with an iron grip. The root that Remindo was clutching reached out into the water and coiled itself around Steroff into Spacer and Kampita. Then it coiled around Remindo. It held all three of the triplets very tightly and began to ascend upwards towards the bridge above. Once at the top, the root unwound itself from the three stunned goops. Remindo, Kampita, and Steroff and Dispacer stood staring at the root, which seemed to be staring back. No one knew what to do. 
until the root began to gently sway back and forth as if dancing. Look at her, said Remindo. She is living, she's alive, and she saved our lives. Then he took out his notebook and made a few more notes to remind himself to always respect nature. You're right, said Compita. Both stare off into Spacer and Remindo stared at Compita in disbelief. She was admitting that someone else was right? Then all three of them burst out laughing. They laughed and they laughed until tears came out of their eyes. Tears of relief and joy. We're a team, and we always will be, said Steroff in Dispacer. They looked at the dancing root and started dancing too. The more they danced and laughed, the more she moved. Little by little, the whole bridge began to dance. Every root moved in rhythm. We are one with nature, said Steroff in Dispacer. Three of the thickest, strongest roots from the bridge untangled themselves and wound around each of the triplets. They continued to sway and dance. And this time, they reached towards the sky. Each root pulled backward and then flung forward like a slingshot, releasing the goops. Steroff into Spacer, Remindo, and Compita flew through the air as the roots twisted back into their mysterious bridge. All three goops landed just at the edge of the sinkhole. They took a peek inside, looked at each other, shook their heads, and laughed. <laughs> Let's find I can't decide and go home, said Compita. But I can't decide was nowhere to be found. She was stuck in a tube of jelly beans at Candylicious. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this trip to Sharapunji and enjoyed the triplets as much as I enjoyed writing about them. That was a challenge. It was fun though. It was super fun. I think my favorite is Stare Off Into Spacer out of those three, but they're all pretty fabulous. So now I just have a couple things for you. One is that, as you know, I've mentioned on other podcasts that we are in the process of creating this gorgeous book, the first volume in many, hopefully, of Goop Tales. It's going to be fully illustrated with the goops and the whole story, and there'll be five stories in the first volume. It's not coming out yet, probably not until 2021, but... If you want to get on the waiting list and be the first to find out the news and what's going on, just go to gooptales.com forward slash book and you can get on that waiting list. What else do I have for you? I think this is mostly what I have, except for, you know, I'm recording this in October and it's actually going to come out on the first day of November. Oh my gosh. So where I live, it's still warm in California. And I know wherever you live, there's something amazing in nature. And so I want you to go out and in honor of today's story, look for either a sinkhole 
or some kind of roots underground that form a network. They don't have to form a whole bridge, but maybe, you know, when you see a tree and you can see the roots going into the ground, take a deeper look and think about what's going on down there. Maybe you'll see something that looks like a whole root village. I don't know. But there are so many great things happening in nature in the fall. And so look for a sinkhole. And if you don't know what a sinkhole is, it's just a hole in the ground that is caused by water that erodes it. And then the water goes into it. So sinkholes can come in all kinds of shapes and and forms. So I'm pretty sure that most of you are going to see a sinkhole somewhere around. Might even just be in the sidewalk. So it's just a fun thing to learn and to look for in nature. And when you see these things, the roots or the sinkholes, just use your imagination and create your own story. And then go to Instagram and tell me all about it because I love hearing about your stories. Or come to write in or to marietgooptails.com or leave me a voice message on gooptails.com. All right, I think that's it for this time. And next time, we are going to travel to Candylicious. Oh my gosh, yum, with I Can't Decida. Until then, make every day a goop day. <laughs> <laughs>